History is not the past, but a map of the past, drawn from a particular point of view to be useful to the modern traveler. U.S. historian Henry Glassie. Welcome to the Revisionist History Podcast, where we set the historical record straight, no matter who it might offend. I'm Paul, and in the past, I've done book reviews. Anyone who's listened to this podcast for any length of time knows that I'm a big advocate of reading about history. One thing that's been consistent throughout history, for the last 2,000 years at least, is the popes of the Catholic Church. And if you're interested in that history... The reading options can be daunting, and not just because there have been 266 of them over the past 2,000 years. The sheer size of the volumes are enough to give the most committed reader pause. George Weigel's definitive biography of Pope John Paul II, Witness to Hope, runs an eye-watering 1,056 pages, and Peter Sewald's two-volume Benedict XVI, A Life, is even longer at 1,088 pages. Elisabetta Piquet's 2015 biography, Pope Francis, Life and Revolution, seems almost tiny by comparison at 312 pages, though it only covers the first year of his papacy. There are also books covering the entire history of the papacy, but they tend to be either heavy on illustrations and light on information, or bigger than a cinder block. So what do you do if you want to dip your toe into this massive subject without jumping in head first? Well, I suggest you start with Ten Popes Who Shook the World by Eamon Duffy. As you can tell from the title, this is neither a biography of one pope nor a survey of all of them. Rather, it's a brief overview of ten that Duffy chose as his picks for the most notable over the past 2,000 years. It's a slim volume compared to the others I've mentioned, at only 160 pages, but Duffy does not waste a single word. It's the best overview of the papacy and some of its key players I've found, and if you enjoy Duffy's writing style, which I did, you can move on to his much larger work, Saints and Sinners, A History of the Popes. The newest edition covers all the popes from St. Peter to Pope Francis and runs a reasonable 500 pages. Now some might argue that Duffy left out some important popes, but choosing only 10 must have been as hard as picking the 10 best Bruce Springsteen songs. He's chosen 10 from pivotal moments in the history of the church and the world. Among them, St. Peter, the first pope, Pope Leo the Great, who stopped Attila the Hun from sacking Rome, Pope Paul III, a key figure during the Reformation, Pope Pius XII, who was pope during World War II, Pope John XXIII, who called the Second Vatican, Vatican Council in 1962, which instituted sweeping changes to the church, and Pope John Paul II, one of the key figures of the 20th century. The rest of the ten are Pope Gregory the Great, Pope Gregory VII, Pope Innocent III, and Pope Pius IX. The book is based on a series of broadcasts that Duffy did for BBC Radio 4 in 2007, in which he examined the impact, both religious and secular, of the ten popes he deems the most influential in the history of the Church. The Irish historian has written more than 15 books on the history of the church, particularly the church in England. And while he describes himself as a cradle Catholic, 
he does a fine job of presenting these 10 popes without a hint of bias. He shows the good, the bad, and the ugly, as all great historians should. The book's a fast read. The first time I read it, I finished it in one long sitting. And while you may already know a good deal about some of these popes, like St. Peter and Pope John Paul II, you may have never even heard of others like Gregory VII and Innocent III. Learning about them was my favorite part of this book. All ten are worth knowing, because each in his own way did indeed shake the world. That's our episode for today. Have a great day. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to today's episode, and I hope you enjoyed it. I want to take a minute to let everyone know about something that I spoke about in an episode. It was pretty much the entire episode a few days ago. So if you're hearing it again, it's actually something I'm going to be talking about for the next few weeks at least. I receive sponsors on this podcast. It's part of how I'm able to be able to continue to do it because I'm a self-employed author and podcaster. Until recently, the requirement to be eligible for sponsorship was that you have 100 unique Spotify listeners every 60 days and produce one episode every 60 days. The episodes have not been a problem. Obviously, I put out an episode almost every day. Unique listeners on Spotify, I'm sitting at about 300, 325, I think, as of today. The problem that I'm encountering, I hate to say problem, but it is a problem, is about 80% at least of my listeners are on Apple Podcasts, not on Spotify. And Spotify doesn't count those towards that total. The new total that they recently announced is it has to be a thousand unique listeners every 60 days on the Spotify platform. So I'm asking everyone, I'm pleading with everyone, jump over in the next two weeks and play one episode of the Revisionist History Podcast on the Spotify platform. The cutoff date for eligibility is the 22nd of each month. So I need to hit that thousand number. Now I'm going to keep, I'm going to keep doing episodes, but if the sponsorship is removed, it's going to be a lot more difficult for me to continue to do them as often as I do simply because If there's no revenue coming in, I'll have to switch my efforts over to other things where revenue is coming in. As everybody knows, times are hard right now. I appreciate everybody who's done that already. I appreciate everybody who listens faithfully. And I hope you have a great day.